We have prayed for this moment, and Lord, you have been opening it. Lord, we thank you for the capacity that's here. Lord, in the coming days, Lord, we pray for a greater capacity. Lord, even as I speak, Father, I pray that you'll be the one that will speak through me, Father Lord. And Lord, I pray that anybody that is standing here, Father Lord, Lord, I pray they'll receive what you want them to receive today in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Please be seated. I just wanted us to just stretch ourselves. Hallelujah. The past couple, two years or so, God has laid in my heart to share this message. But uh, to share this message, there's one thing, ingredient, that we see that is scars in these days. One ingredient in our lives, whether secular or spiritual, is scarce in these days. And what is scarce today is the truth. Do you agree with me that? The truth is very scarce wherever we find ourselves. So the topic that I'll just be sharing, I think I just have 30 minutes. We'll go through it. I pray that God will do justice to each one of us. Is discerning the truth in these days. Discerning the truth in these days. Okay? Now, in John 8, 31 to 32, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You shall know the truth today, and the truth shall set you free. In my normal way, I'll start my introduction. What is truth? We have various definitions of truth, if you agree with me, depending on who it's coming from. But I'll just pick the basic truth that, I mean, the basic definition that we got from the normal dictionary. And it says, a verifiable, indisputable fact, preposition, principle, or the like, or a body of true statements and propositions. Now, that is the circular definition. But my definition comes from the word of God. And it's taken from John chapter 14, verse 6. And Jesus said to him, I am the way. The truth and the light. No one comes to the Father except through me. So for me, the truth is Jesus. That is the truth. That's the definition that we have. That's the common definition that we share as Christians, that the truth is Jesus. It's ultimately defined in himself, in his eternal glory. And I want us to look in that direction. When we're talking about the truth, we're looking up to Jesus. Now, what is the opposite of, the, of truth? We have to look at it from that angle. Because if you do not know the truth, but at least you might know what the opposite is. And the opposite of the truth is lies. Am I correct? Truth and lies. But in Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is a living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. I will stop there. Sharper than a two-edged sword. But nowadays, we have made that sword very, very blunt. Am I correct? We no longer call lies. How many times have you ever heard lies now? Very rarely. I misspoke, but there's another common term that is used nowadays. Fake news. Am I with you? You hear that, fake news. But the bottom line of fake news is lies. Are we together? All right? So I'll use the word fake news to discuss today. Because even Jesus in his own days, he used words that people could understand, identify with, isn't it? But what I'm talking about is lies also. Okay? 
And I'll define what fake news is for us to be on the same page as I was going on. It's an inaccurate, okay? And sometimes sensationalistic report that is created to gain attention, mislead, deceive, or damage a reputation. It's deliberate. Am I correct? That's what it's saying. It's not a, a kind of uh, news that someone does a genuine mistake, that sometimes people give genuine mistakes. Am I correct? But this one is a deliberate attempt. Now, it comes in various forms. We have false promises, hypocrisy, false doctrine, half-truths, and self-deception. Okay? It comes in different forms, but you know that is intended. Now, where is the genesis of fake news? Where did it start from? For us to understand where lies and fake news started from, we have to go to the book of Genesis, the beginning. Am I correct? So open your Bibles with me, please, to Genesis 31, 1 to 5. Genesis 31, 1, uh, 3, 1 to 5. Not 31, 3, 1 to 5. Now, the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, God indeed said, God indeed said, you shall not eat of every fruit of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, you may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree of which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, and you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the genesis of lies and fake news is the devil. Automatic. It might come from a human being, but it's coming from the devil. And that's why you find that we started Genesis, even when you go to Exodus, when they were talking about the Ten Commandments. If we're living our lives today, sincerely, the Ten Commandments has a very amount of good guidance. And it's mentioned there. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. So it's very important. You go down to Exodus 23, 1 to 2. It says, you shall not circulate a false report do not put your hand with the wicked to do an unrighteous witness. You shall not follow a crowd to do evil, nor shall you testify in a dispute so as to turn aside after to pervert justice. Those were the rules God gave the children of Israel. Fast forward to the New Testament. Are we together? In John 8, 44, I'm reading this scripture so you'll know where the source we're talking about is. And this was very explicitly said. You are... You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he's a liar and the father of it. So when we as human beings are saying untruths, it's coming from the devil. That is where the source, that is where the beginning is. That is where the starting of everything started from. And that's why I read these portions just for you to be able to know. Now, in our modern days, where are the sources of these lies? And I'll break it down for you quickly. One is the secular world that we live in. The source is one, the secular world that we live in. Politicians, social media, and sometimes it has been so institutionalized in our lives. 
that it becomes the norm. Nowadays, things that were forbidden is almost acceptable. The week they were talking about abortion and what, when should it be allowed in the States. It's wrong in the Bible, regardless of how someone puts it. But then that is put in our sights. Nowadays we hear, the Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. Now there's no corporal punishment. And the children are going wayward. It has been institutionalized already. LGBT is there. For us, I don't owe anybody an apology. The word of God says marriage is between a man and a woman. If nobody likes it, but that's what the word of God says. And that's where my basis is. But now it's being institutionalized. They cannot even speak against it. Now we're talking of feminism. Equal rights. On paper, it looks good, isn't it? Am I correct? And now even sometimes, they're switching roles. You even have some companies or places that will say, we'll pay the father to stay at home and take care of the kids. Is that your role as a father? As the Bible? You have to work and take care of your family. You know what I'm saying? But things are being institutionalized. We go down to the politicians. That's a different story altogether. <laughs> altogether. They make promises and they don't live up to it. So the circular world is full of it. And social media has expanded it. That is within the reach and a small button. Now, when I'm talking about this, I'm not talking about only the youth, even the adults. Number two, the church. Do you believe me? There's fake news in the church? There is in the church. You end up seeing some churches now. What they preach, you will understand where it's coming from. Some churches only prosperity. And it can swing from every side. It can swing from the very leftist and very to the rightist, very conservative in the church. So now you see some churches say, okay, we have to allow people that are LGBT to preach and different things that are being allowed and permitted in the church. Am I correct? But then you also have the severe people, the ones that are very, very militant. If you don't pay your tithes, you, you won't go to heaven. If you don't do this, you won't go to heaven. They're almost like the Pharisees and, and Sadducees. They're very, very fanatical. Where are you? I thank God for a multicultural church like we are. If you don't like my message tomorrow, today, tomorrow there are about six other gentlemen that you hear their message also. So there's variety. You need to have a balanced diet in the church. If you go to a church that only preaches one thing, for me, I don't think it's balanced. Jesus Christ touched on almost everything in life that affected human beings. Nowadays, secular world, some churches will only preach prosperity throughout. Is that what God intended it to be? Or what will benefit them? Now, people pick a lot of doctrinal issues in church and they tend to switch it out to suit the narrative. Sometimes, some things that you see on social media and you say, are these really Christians believing this thing hook, line, and sinker? I think there's one that I saw that they were, they were asking the members to eat grass that is, uh, is anointed. I can't, I mean, you see so many things happening. 
And believe me, sometimes when you meet this field, they'll back it up with scripture. And if you're not careful, you'll fall into it. In Matthew 25, 24, 5 to 14, I don't read it, but it says, For many will come in my name, saying I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. That is what is happening. There's a lot of deception in the church. There's a lot of fake doctrine in the church. And we have to be careful as for Christians. People will come in the name of Jesus. God has said it. Whether they come and say, oh, this is permitted, this is permitted, or whether they come very, very conservative and say, no, you're doomed for hellfire. There are some churches that will tell you you're doomed for hellfire. Automatically. They have condemned you. The third source of it is self. We, ourselves. Second Timothy 4, 3 to 4 says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they'll heap up for themselves teachers, and they'll turn their ears away from the truth and be turned to fables. First Timothy 4, 17, But reject profane and all wise fables and excite yourself towards godliness. Sometimes because of what people want to hear, they get confirmed to lies and self-news and fake news. And it leads to what I call confirmation bias. What is confirmation bias? What you want to hear, you go shopping for it. Am I correct? Do you understand that? You take a position in life on certain things, and that is all you want to hear. You don't want to be objective. I only want to hear what reaffirms my case. Even if you go to the office, you take a position in the office and say, okay, this is wrong. This is not acceptable. This is not acceptable. And somebody comes with a contrary argument. But then you go and start searching literature to justify your position. Am I correct? That is confirmation bias. I can remember in 2015 when there was an election in Nigeria, I was supporting a particular candidate. And I was all out. I was saying people go and vote for him. I couldn't vote because I was out here. By 2019, it was a disaster. I said, no, I got it wrong. <laughs> I got it wrong. I accepted. But yet I still have people that will see the facts as of today. And they will still say he's still the best candidate that has happened to the country. And we know where the country is. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, what am I trying to say is, I love a preacher that can come back and say, I didn't get this right. This is the way we're supposed to go. But instead, people will not accept it. People that believe in evolution. Atheists. Has anybody met an atheist before? Okay, my son has met an atheist somewhere. Okay. <laughs> they have false doctrine, but they have motivation to make you convinced that they believe that we came from Charles Darwin's theory. They'll argue. They'll bring so many things. They'll try and back it up. But yet, they're digging the hole deeper. And the internet and social media is an enabler for this environment. I say you go to the internet, whatever you're looking for, you'll find. Are we agree? Whatever you're looking for, you'll find the internet. So it enables whatever position you take. Now, what are the effects of these lies and fake news? Number one, it instills fear in us. In Revelation 21, 8, 
It says, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and warmongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Fearful. Fear was the number one issue that was mentioned there. If you are fearful, you will not see the kingdom of God. That's what it says. It makes our minds race to things that are not meant to be there. I can remember when Sultan Kabul's died. I think a lot of us was here. It was like going to be the end of the world. People say, oh, withdraw all the money. Oman is going to collapse. And yet, that was one of the most peaceful transitions I've seen in life. Fair. It erodes your hope in what is happening around you. It makes you living. You stop the potential to even start living. When uh, I think Pastor mentioned it, uh, Y2K, 2000, the world is coming to an end. People stop living. People are selling things, different things. You stop living. We still have people now that they say they have seen the Antichrist. Some have called the Pope. There's a time they called Tony Blair. So many different people. And these people have lived on and there's nothing has happened to them. All false. But it makes you to stop living. And that is not God's intention. If you're here at the victory night, God's intention was for you to continue running to the end at full speed as a Christian. Not for you to be fearful. It dilutes your witness. The second thing, if you're fond of saying fake news or moving things, it dilutes your witness. You cannot preach to anybody. If I told the world that it's going to end in 2019, and who's going to listen to me again? God bless my mother. She's old. She's retired. And sometimes the only company they have is their phones. And whatever they come, they get, they just forward it to me. And <laughs> I had to call and say, Mama, please, I'm not going to be listening to this. Don't believe everything, you know. But she's forwarding it. Now, if she types something for me, I'll read it immediately. If it's a video, to the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? But what am I saying? If it takes certain positions that is wrong, it dilutes your witness. Even as a Christian, you are not able to preach to the people because of what you believe. Uh, we were talking about uh, ND4C, we were talking about uh, uh, humility yesterday, uh, thriving Babylon. And there was a statement they said. They said, when you look at somebody as your enemy based on your doctrine, you're not going to get far with him. But when you look beyond him and you find out that he's your enemy because of the position of the enemy that he has put him there, then you have more compassion, isn't it? We need to be able to look that way. Finally, it also makes you sin and go down the wrong route. Especially for people in position of authority, whether you're in the pulpit or wherever it is. You can lead people down the long route. We have had so many strategies in the world based on it. And ultimately, the last one, it can make you lose your salvation. Now these people are questioning their faith. They're questioning their Christianity because of what they've heard. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and enter through the gates in the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers, sexually immoral, murderers, idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. Whoever practices a lie will be outside. 
I pity the men of God that have been able to lead a lot of people astray. They will be left outside. Just be careful. I say it again, be careful. Don't lead people astray by what you say with regards to the gospel or God. Number one, so let's go. How do I spot lies and even the fake news in a normal day today? What is the source? What is the author? A lot of times we said the truth is Jesus. Isn't that what we said? But now you see you do not even know the source. If you send me a video, you send me anything. If I can't guarantee the source, I don't even watch it. That's just my philosophy. I, don't, I, 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 I wouldn't listen to anything that, uh, that I don't know who is saying it. Weigh the news. Number two, weigh the news. What is the whole context? Where is it coming from? What is the motive? And then review your own biases based on that. Anything. Even you go to the hospital and they give you a doctor's report. Wait. Of course, he's a professional. You listen to him. But you also wait. Unfortunately, one day, I don't know. Is there any dentist here? Okay, I can't see any dentist here. I went to a dentist and the dentist said my tooth was bad. But I couldn't weigh his report because he was the one that was looking at my tooth. He took out my tooth and my tooth was perfectly well. I asked him to see the tooth. He, would know. he didn't want to show me the tooth. Later on, I got the nurse to show me the tooth, and I saw the tooth perfect. But he needed to count among the extractions he was having. Now, what am I trying to say? Whatever news we get, you wait. If someone gives you a doctor report and it's not what you believe as per what, what the Bible tells you, you can have faith to stand against it. Okay? Have faith. But at the same time, you don't discard it at the same time. Anything you have, you wait. Okay? Now, I'm not asking to wait to go and build up conspiracy theories. No. Just weigh whatever you hear. Good news also. Uh, uh, some fake news also has some good elements of it. Don't forget when we the beginning when we talked about the devil. The devil came and said, so-so has been said. He came with some bit of truth, isn't it? It was garnished. Some things that's going to lead you aright, it's well garnished. Some of the things that is acceptable to the world today now is well garnished to be acceptable to you. So there's some element of truth in it. But most important, what is the basics? What is the foundation concerning that news? What is the eternal truth concerning that thing? What's the bottom line? What does the word of God say pertaining that issue? That should settle everything. What does Jesus say pertaining that issue? If you come and give me a new, a new wave of doctrine, I'll say, what does God say about it? I think it was last service I talked about tithes and offering. And we spoke about it at length. Some people come with different angles and everything. But what is the foundation? The foundation, God said, give. That covers everything for me. <laughs> okay? So those are the kind of things you look at the bottom part. What is the basis? You won't get it wrong. I know my time is running. Sorry about that. Now, how do we discern the truth? Okay? I've spoken about the background, but now I'm trying to give life aspects of how do we discern the truth. Number one, renew your mind. Renew your mind. Philippians 4, 8-9. Finally, brethren, 
whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the Lord will, and, and the God of peace will be with you. That is the basis. Every day you have to look at everything in a good light. Even your fellow human being, you have to look at him in a good light. You might have reasons to doubt, but you need to renew your mind on a daily basis. I don't like listening to sad or terrible reports. Because not, I'm feeding my mind, I'm not feeding my mind properly. And just takes me to number two. Guard your hearts and minds. Keep your heart with all diligence. Find out the spring, the issues of life. You have to guard what goes into your mind. Please, church. I think before the COVID started, I was, what time I was praying, and it was a message that God said, guard your heart and mind in these days. I don't listen to messages anywhere. I don't pick up anything and listen to anywhere. I don't pick anything online and listen to it. But if you tell me to listen to the service here, I do. Because I know the men that are preaching. I know their lives. I know their backgrounds. You tell me Mr. Joe has said this message. I don't know him for Adam. I don't know where he's coming from. If it's not profitable to you, don't feed your mind with it. Don't. That's, that's just the thing. Some people say I'm uh, anti-social media. Please, I'm not. There's a lot of inspirational things there. There's a lot of things to do. But you need to guard your heart and mind in these last days. If you don't, if you accept garbage in, garbage will come out. So a lot of forwards, I don't even read them. And some of groups, I don't. I might pick it up, barely go halfway, and whatever it is, I'm selective. Number three, know the word of God. Know the word of God. I love it when Jesus went to the wilderness, when Satan was tempting him. God replied him with the word. No one can bamboozle you if you don't know what the word of God Am I correct? No one can come and tell you a different thing if we do not know the word of God. Thank God we belong to a church that the word is spoken in and out. So you have to know the word of God. You have to. And I think the pulpit is spoken about daily. So you won't be bamboozled by anybody that will come and tell you otherwise. You have to be like the brethren of uh, uh, the brothers, where they were spoken to, and they went back and searched the word. We're doing an end time series. God bless you, Pastor Leslie, for putting that together. The putting that is not for us to put fear, but also for us to know the end times based on the Bible. And you know it, no one's going to bamboozle you. No one can tell you anything. I trust him because he has taught in the other, 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 other discipleship training. 
So I'll take his word, I'll take the study, and I'll, and if, believe me, if you're not in a care cell, please attach yourself to a care cell and understand these things. Because God is teaching. Number four, know your God. <laughs> Very important, know your God. Know what God can do and what can, God cannot do. You come and give me, I know God is a consuming fire, but you come and tell me, this is what God is going to do. He's going to debacate my life. I'll tell you, God is love. Come and tell me that you're condemned to die. I say, God's wish is not that anyone should perish, isn't it? Now, if I know God in anything, or you come and tell me, oh, I've died. My father has passed away. I'm not going to survive. And I'll tell you, no, he's the father of the fatherless. You understand what I'm saying? When you know your God, no one can tell you anything contrary. You can vouch for him. I expect that some certain things you go and meet my son now, my son will tell you, no, no, that cannot be my dad. I hope so. Am I correct? He did like this, I'm in trouble. You know, you have to know your God. You have to know what he is. If you don't know your God, you will be left out. One thing I know, God does not look at the outer appearance or the physical statue. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical statue, because I have refused him, for the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You have to know your God. You have to know your God. You have to know what he's capable of. And I tend to look at my God in certain dimensions. I tend to look as a father. I tend to look at him as someone that loves. If you look at it, I don't know why, some of you that have schooled in Nigeria, you'll find out there was a difference between school in Nigeria and schooling abroad. School in Nigeria, the lecturers are looking to fail you. I'm correct. You know, when you get to start a lecture and the, uh, the lecturer tells you, uh, B is for my best student, no, C is for my best student. No, B is for me, C is for the best student then where are you going to find yourself? D and E and F. But in the Western world, they're doing everything possible for you to pass. And I also will look at God in that light. God is looking at every possible way that he will save man. That's the, that, that is the word of God. It's not to condemn us, but it's to bring us to salvation, eternal salvation. Number five, I just have two more. And whatever fine it is, it is. Seek godly counsel. <laughs> Very important. Seek godly counsel. We have different people in different varieties. I think I've even met one or two people, even the secular. I don't understand something about a certain business. I'll call you and I'll find out what it is. You seek godly counsel. It can be medical. You go, I, was, I think I was even going to a hospital. Was it Bajil? 
And uh, I say I remember Dr. Uh, Rajesh, is it? Works there. And I asked Dr. Rajesh, which doctor should I see? He recommended a doctor. And I never regretted it. Now, if I can meet a fellow brother in the, in the secular, how about in the spiritual? God has put people above us. Will I believe the internet or what the media says than what the man of God says? Or someone that has advised you from your formative years or through your Christian walk? Won't you go there? My pastor used to tell me, he said, be wary of a man that does not have a head over him or an overseer or an advisor over him. That's what the internet has done. It has taken godly counsel out and put worldly counsel out. I thank God for Pastor Abraham. A number of people that call him. They are called him. I was saying, how do you cope? He said, well, that is what God has called him to do. I was pitying him. I said, wow. But he has to answer. That is a calling that God has given. Whatever field you find yourself, the Bible says, where there is no counsel, the people fail. There is safety. And never despise the counsel. God will always confirm. If you go to the Bible, the kings that failed were the ones that did not take counsel. The things that succeeded were the ones that took counsel. Am I correct? Even Jesus Christ took counsel from the Father. Even when he was going to the cross, he had to go and speak to his Father in the Garden of Gethsemane. Why seek counsel from your husband? We have pastors, council leaders, different people. Lastly, be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. Forget about the biases. Ask the Holy Spirit. Pastor Abraham gave a wonderful message last, last week. Ask the Holy Spirit. Test all things, as it says in the first solutions, 5, 19 to 21. Test all things. Be true to yourself. Is this what I want to hear or is this not what I want to hear? You will discern. If we don't, if we don't, if we have, if we have, we haven't got to anything in this thing, just remember these six last points I raised. I'm going to go back through them again. Renew your mind. Guard your hearts and minds. Know the word. Know your God. Seek godly counsel. And be true to yourself. May the truth of God guide us in these last days and set us free in the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. Thank you.